Well, who would ever have guessed that a tiny little virus would have caused the world to actually wet its pants and cower to the globalist pig farmers who slopped their loyal hogs a daily ration of garbage from, from the dung heap of propaganda that came right out of the rectum of the communist playbook. Now that's just telling it like it is. Unfortunately, those faithful demonic swine were not banished to the sea. Instead, they continue to exert their force in every government-run institution, every church, and every civilian sector. However, according to Newton's third law, all forces in nature occur in pairs of forces which are equal and in magnitude and opposite in direction, but that's in nature. Unfortunately, we see a similar situation in the battle between good and evil, except that the force of good always ultimately prevails. Today, I will introduce you to a guest who is actually acting as a powerful opposing force against evil, and you'll be very wise to listen to his message. You're listening to Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve LaTulip, your host. Thanks for joining me today. And please do spread the word, America is coming back. You can thank every good man and every good woman who stands for truth on your behalf. It's plainly obvious to all Americans that things aren't the way they used to be in America right now. And that's because our sweet homeland has been under direct attack ever since a harmless virus strain was redesigned and funded by our own tarnished government and then unleashed on the world. However, that happened. America is now rapidly declining because we trusted our government and failed to defend our constitution as we should when that was under attack. I've said many times that propaganda is the chief weapon of this coup that was initially launched against America by Obama with the oxymoronic Obamacare. And I've also said many times that the mutiny of medicine is the vehicle by which they convey their propaganda. Today, I want to focus on what I consider to be the second most powerful weapon they, meaning your government thugs, are using against you after propaganda. And that is the gene bioweapon that they deceptively call a vaccine. And that leads me to introduce you to an individual who is himself a powerful weapon opposing the toxic shock agenda, the toxic shot agenda. I have joining me today, Mr. Steve Kirsch. He is actually one of Silicon Valley's great success stories, who initially, as I understand, was himself victimized by the propaganda and then quickly recognized it and took up arms against the farmer guerrillas who tout their messenger RNA experimental shot as being safe and effective. Steve Kirsch has two degrees, one in electrical engineering and another in computer science. He owns successful high-tech companies in Silicon Valley, but as I understand from what he said, he is now retired due to the pandemic. He is the executive director of the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation and has put millions of dollars into the, the COVID-related enterprises. He is an outspoken advocate 
for the true science about COVID bioweapons. I welcome you and thank you, Steve, for joining me today. I am very honored to have you on the program. Well, um, thanks, Steve. It's, it's nice to be here. So, Steve, I have to tell you, I, I think I've been listening to you in your message for about six months or so, and I have to say that I have been totally impressed with your approach to things. And I suppose that relates to your background with engineering and computer science, because you seem to be a facts kind of a guy. You look at the numbers, you evaluate the data, and you actually use the gray matter between your ears and come to logical conclusions. And I was very impressed with that. Now, I really am curious, though, you said that you retired because of the pandemic. And that really piqued my interest because that's my line, too. At least I'm temporarily retired. Could you please explain that statement? <clears throat> well, I left my job um, uh, in terms of the in-office stuff because of COVID. And uh, that was back in March of 2020. And, but, but I wasn't still employed, uh, but just working from home. Uh, but then later, uh, much later, um, back in uh, probably uh, maybe uh, about a year ago, uh, in July, uh, I, I, because I started speaking out against the vaccine when I discovered the vaccines were dangerous back in May. And um, then when I started speaking out about that, uh, my board of directors of my startup company said that um, it's disrupting our business to have a CEO, which is, um, you know, who is anti-vaccine because people don't want to do business with us because you're not supporting um, the goodwill of, of, of the world. And, uh, of course I explained I was, but that's not what the perception was. So I was forced to choose between remaining silent and, um, having a, uh, a job as the CEO of a, of a digital, um, money, uh, company. So I chose to, uh, to resign. And because I thought the and the vaccine was was too important, it'd, it'd be an opportunity to save a lot of lives, uh, which is something I'd never be able to do as the CEO of a high tech company. So that's why I decided to quit. And so since then, I've just devoted full time to educating people about the dangers of the vaccine. Well, that's an interesting story, Steve. And um, I, I have to commend you for actually making the choice. Um, at the time that you decided to resign, was it you, actually because of pressure? I mean, were you already being smeared and marginalized or did that happen? No, independent? Um, it, it happened after I started speaking out. And um, so one of the banks that we uh, were dealing with, one of the people said, hey, we're, uh, this is unacceptable. We can't do business with uh, a company whose CEO is anti-vax. Okay. So pretty hard and fast, plain and simple. And of course you are in California and that makes things a lot harder, just as I was in Oregon practicing medicine. Um, if I had been in another state, um, nothing that happened to me would have likely happened to me. But being in Oregon um, has its drawbacks. But I also, like you, chose the fight because I, I just saw the evidence and I saw it early on. And uh, I don't know if you even know my, my full background. I'm retired Air Force. I flew heavy aircraft. I flew fighter aircraft aircraft. 
Um, I was in a PhD program in microbiology before becoming a medical doctor. I'm retired Air Force and I retired actually as chief of medicine in the Oregon Air National Guard. So, you know, I couldn't be easily duped, but, um, you know, I, I think it takes a special kind of a person to say, you know, two and two is not adding up to four and we are uh, being uh, fed a whole bunch of garbage. I mean, when you really look at the scientific evidence, you know, they tell us that they're following the science, but it's the last thing that they do. Now, just for my listeners, as I understand, Steve, you and your wife and your kids were all, all double vaxxed with the Moderna product. Is that correct? Uh, I don't know about my kids, but my wife and I both had uh, double vax Moderna. Okay, so you are clearly not an anti-vaxxer, although they have surely labeled you as such because of your stand. But well, you well, probably... I, I cer certainly I wasn't at the time I got the vaccine. That's for sure. Right. I was right. completely buying the narrative, and it wasn't until my friends started dying or or were severely image, uh, uh, injured that it became very clear to me that somebody wasn't telling the truth, and so. I didn't think my friends were lying to me because they had no incentive to do that. So I started looking into things and just every piece of evidence, every piece of evidence could be explained by they're lying to us. This is actually really dangerous. And so I haven't been able to find really a single credible piece of evidence that shows the opposite, not one. Okay, so I'm, I'm also a little curious about one thing. When you obviously started hearing the horror stories, even from your friends, seeing the harms that resulted from people that were taking the so-called vaccine that was safe and effective, um, do you remember what event, what it really was that finally triggered you to actually investigate the truth on the jabs? Oh, sure. I had one friend who said that um, one friend lost three relatives uh, within a week after they got the jab and they were perfectly healthy beforehand. You can't have a single person losing three relatives who died within a week after getting the vaccine who were perfectly healthy before then. That was the showstopper. That, that is a triple black swan event that cannot happen for a vaccine which is perfectly safe and effective. I mean, it, 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 you know, it's maybe one out of a trillion um, type of uh, uh, event rate. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just uh, <clears throat> you know, once I heard that one, that was, that, uh, that was pretty hard to ignore. And then when my carpet cleaner came in a week later and he told me what happened to him, he had a heart attack uh, two minutes after he got the vaccine and he's never recovered. From that. Um, it, that, and we're talking two minutes after he got the vaccine. You think he was just unlucky? <laughs> I don't think so. Right. And, and you know, so you start looking at the various data and it becomes very clear as to who's okay. lying to you. Okay. And, you know, I, I think, you know, this sounds like such common sense to me when you, what you're saying, but what really troubles me is that all these other people are seeing the same thing happening. I mean, it's like trying to discuss, um, you know, uh, or debate the topic, say, of evolution versus creation. We all have the same data to look at, to evaluate and analyze, 
and then come to conclusions. Now, if you access theirs, the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, and you see that great, big, humongous spike in all kinds of adverse events like pulmonary emboli, heavy menstrual bleeding, neurologic disorders, cardiac events, infertility, uh, blood clots, chronic fatigue, dementia, autoimmune disease, skin disease, you know, it goes on and on and on, the, the list of the problems, um, you would think that people would finally get it. But all this is electively ignored by pharma and by government and hospital CEOs and all the billionaire elites, obviously, for some reason. Do yeah. you know what that reason is? Of course. So I've talked to uh, I was able to talk to the CEO of a hospital near me where we have close connections. So I asked this, I, I, I showed the CEO the evidence showing that vaccines are dangerous. And I said, will you speak out? Will you be the one hospital CEO in America who speaks out the truth? And he said, no. He said, look, that's, we just do what we're told. And if, if, I rocked a boat, I'll be fired. Right. So, and that, that doesn't help any of us. So I can't say anything that goes against the narrative. And his doctors can't either because he's required to get rid of them. Otherwise, people get upset and his hospital, you know, doesn't get, accredited um they you know that i'm sure there are ways that that they can retaliate against him um but he wasn't interested at all in hearing the evidence because he said i can do nothing about it um uh, i have to follow the protocol and his doctors have to follow the protocol or they get fired and so it's this um, everybody basically is told to follow orders right. and not speak out. So when kids are dying, don't say anything. Don't post anything about a five-year-old who just died from a heart attack. Because we don't want anyone to know that a five-year-old got vaccinated and 24 hours later has a heart attack and dies. You don't want to let people know that because that could alarm people falsely into thinking the vaccines are unsafe. And so every single one of those incidents are suppressed and they're not recorded anywhere because there's no real way to place to record it except in the VAERS system. And a lot of doctors don't report there. So it becomes a, an incident that basically doesn't get recorded and doesn't get noted. And, and even if the press picked it up, it would be infant died. Um, so sad, unexpectedly, there'll be no mention that they were given a vaccine 24 hours earlier. So even if people heard the story, it wouldn't make the connection. And so this ha is happening all over. So all these doctors that are seeing these events, unless they are unlucky enough to see a bunch of them, which few people are because, you know, doctors rotate out and they're seeing a huge variety of patients um, and they're not keeping track. And even if they saw three cases, they'll just say, hey, I'm just personally very unlucky. But clearly, this is not happening anywhere else because I'm not seeing any tweets or 
any news stories of it happening. So I just got really unlucky and I saw five cases last week of kids dying right after the vaccine. And it's just bad luck because it's not happening anywhere else. And so by suppressing all of these incidents, then people don't realize that this is actually happening all over. It's like the vaccine injured, right? There are, there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people who are injured by the COVID vaccines in America today. And there was a Facebook group with 250,000 vaccine victims on Facebook. So what does Facebook do? They do the right thing. They basically um, delete the group with, with no warning because they don't want to have people believing that the vaccine might not be safe. So, so the question to Facebook is, well, if the vaccine is perfectly safe, then why would 250,000 people join a vaccine adverse event group? Right. Okay. Well, you they're, know, they, they're never going to answer that question. Well, no, in a sense, they, they've offered an answer to the public, Steve. They said um, these are, as you said, very sad events, and that's where they're calling it SADS, right? Sudden adult death syndrome. And yeah, we can't explain it. We, there's no way we don't, we can't get at the facts of this. We just have to call it just like sudden infant death syndrome. Oh, well, it just happens. We, we can't be sure what's doing it, but we label it that, and that allows people in out rather than actually confront the real elephant in the room. Now, I have to tell you, I went, uh, I went to a, I just moved to Arizona and I went to a local church on Sunday morning and I was kind of taken back because I had been there a few times before and the preacher this time for the first time was up there and playing the guitar, just kind of getting ready for the service to, to begin. And he had a mask on. He had one of those surgical masks, you know, the blue surgical masks that are absolutely 100% worthless. And worse than that, they cause problems. And I treated those in patients. I, I treated the pathology resulting directly from the mask, both uh, physical ailments and psychological. So this guy wears the mask and takes it off when he starts singing and went through the whole service, took it off. And in the course of it, he mentioned that his stepfather had died. And it was a very sad thing because he was feeling a, a set of symptoms that had absolutely nothing to re related to COVID, but they took him to the hospital. I believe it was something, a little bit of, of a bleeding problem. I don't know if it was rectal bleeding or what, but they went in to get him checked out. He wasn't feeling real bad, but they tested him and said, oh, you have COVID. So they admit him, treat him for COVID. And as happens, what, some 50% of the time, he came out of the hospital dead. And um, and, and the preacher said that he was quarantining for two weeks, doing his rightful duty, you know, from the exposure. But his dad had not shown any signs or symptoms whatsoever related to COVID. And this is the tragedy that is happening across America. And of course, there's a great new incentive out to um, to make sure that they perpetuate the COVID pandemic because it's been so successful. And let's face it, we've got another election coming up here that also has to be heisted uh, from the American people. So um, I was disappointed when I, I, I spoke to the preacher after he said, I'm going to sneak out the back. He put his mask back on, went all the way around to the back of the parking lot and was just hanging out with his mask on. 
I went up and offered my hand to, to shake his hand. I didn't think he would do it, but he did. He shook my hand. I said, what are you wearing the mask for? I said, you know, that's worthless, don't you, based on the science? I, I introduced myself, told him who I was, and his absolute words were, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to discuss it, and I don't want to hear it. I said, okay, thank you very much. And I said, well, let me tell you this. I just want to remind you that as good as American medicine has been, there is simply no cure for willful ignorance. And that was my last words with him, because I, I mean, don't you get to a certain point where you speak and you speak and you try to expose the obvious truth, connecting the dots, and then so many people don't listen. What do you do? I mean, have you faced that kind of a thing? Oh, sure. I mean, people are in denial and the guy who your your um, uh, your friend who basically won't talk to you uh doesn't want to talk about it. that's pretty typical people people so the difference between people who are anti-vaxxers and people who believe the vaccines work is that the anti-vaxxers will be are perfectly willing to hear any data that the vaccines are safe and to be challenged on their beliefs the anti all the anti-vaxxers are happy to be challenged on their beliefs None of the people who are pro-vax are willing to be challenged. Absolutely. Did you ever notice that? Absolutely. You ever notice that? It, you know what it is? It's their religion. I mean, they are taking a step of blind faith and they will not hear anything else. And I don't care what that pertains to, what field you're in, that, you know, that is being woke. And the way I define woke is willful stupidity you just will not consider the options you will not entertain logical discussion and steve i have to tell you i want to emphasize this to, to because i want my listeners to to hear you i have read a lot of your articles your social media posts and when i first started getting exposed to your stuff i thought who is this guy Here's someone who is not only questioning the narrative, but directly challenging the narrative using very well thought out discussions based on well-researched data. Now, what I appreciated most about you is your eagerness for open and honest discussion and debate on the issue of the so-called vaccines that don't act at all like vaccines. So you look at the data, you observe what's being reported and what is not being reported and then you questioned it all and you drew conclusions based on your observations. You know what we call that, Steve? That's called yeah. scientific inquiry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's what makes well, the world go round in the scientific yeah. world. I, I you know, I, I could not be a scientist today because the way science works today is you follow what the government says, and anything that you discover, which is counter to that you bury. And anything that supports it, even if it's wrong, that's what you publish. Exactly. That's how science works today. Exactly. And I saw that, you know, I saw this starting uh, well over a decade ago. You go into the most reputable medical journals, and I started saying, wait a minute, things just aren't adding up, don't make sense. I'm seeing a lot of bias here, and they're drawing absolute conclusions that in my mind, based on the data says, no, we need to question this and dig deeper. But I was soon being censored, and even on these commentaries. And that was <laughs> happening actually 
quite some time ago, at least a decade ago. But the truth is we need people like Rochelle Walensky, Anthony Fauci, and a bunch of big pharma goons who call themselves scientists. They need to enroll in your class and say, you know what, we need to get back to real science and evaluate the evidence. Yeah, well, that won't. But it, it's more important to discuss the evidence. It's more important to do uh, what Vinay Prasad uh, wrote in an op-ed uh, two years ago, over two years ago. He said that uh, we should debate um, these people who disagree with us. We shouldn't try to silence them. And um, his... Um, his op-ed was, was, was titled, Scientists Who Express Different Views on COVID-19 Should Be Heard, Not Demonized. There has never been a single case of somebody on the pro-narrative side saying, okay, let's have a debate. Not one person. And, do you and think this is not just be? in the United States. Right, right. Um, yeah, it's will, a very will, will there be? It's it's a good question. You know, I'd like to be optimistic and say yes within my lifetime. Okay. Well, I have to tell you, you know, when I I saw you offering a few times um, on your uh, blogs or discussions, hey, I'll, I'll offer a lot of money, you know, a million bucks to have somebody come in and debate me on the subject of the COVID and vaccines and the science, you know, you know, I, I mean, I was booted out of medicine temporarily. I lost my license. I think I will be possibly getting it back, but um, they just totally destroyed me. Let me just tell you, I was tempted to take you up on that debate. Okay. Now I knew, and that was just for the money. Cause I knew that I was going to be screwed. I was going to be driven into the ground with facts because um, that's the truth of the matter. And I think that's why, um, I doubt that you're ever going to get anybody to take you up on that because they no. know that they will be made a fool of just based on the evidence. I don't think we can get any of these clowns to come to, um, to debate us because they know it will be a circus and they, they just cannot face the evidence. They cannot accept the evidence. They have a presupposition that the truth is exactly what they have been told regardless of the science, and therefore, why even discuss the science? And that's exactly what I found happened when I went against the Oregon Medical Board in an administrative court hearing. I thought, I got all the science in the world to back me. I know I'll be vindicated, but guess what? The state medical boards, I don't care what state you're in, they are as corrupt as every other government agency. They are nothing but puppets touting the party line. And what we need to do, I'm beginning to think, is that we need to really challenge the puppeteers, the ones who are driving the show. And that's actually happening right now, kind of a, a big in a big way. Um, and I'd like to discuss that a little further, but we're going to take a short break and be right back. All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the povidone iodine-based nasal spray, Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA. 
and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the CofixRx banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. soul of America out loud. Now we invite you friends to invest some of your time with our magnificent family of experts, their minds and voices. It's all back at AmericaOutloud.com. Liberty and justice for all. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years. Brush, floss, repeat. We're told to use fluoride, which doesn't really address the acid-creating bacteria. That is where the dentist-recommended Spry Dental Defense System shines. Spry products contain xylitol, a natural sugar, which helps get rid of those nasty, smelly, acid-creating bacteria in our mouth. The best way to care for your teeth and gums is by using Spry. The Spry Dental Defense System has a wide variety of products. Toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and chewing gums that are designed to work together to keep your teeth clean and mouth healthy and smelling sweet all day long. To get your oral care back on track in an easy, effective, and very tasty way, switch to Spry today. Ask your dentist about Xylitol and the Spry products. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural product retailers. Welcome back to Unity Without Compromise with your host, Dr. Steve Latulip on America Out Loud Talk Radio. And uh, I welcome my guest, Mr. Steve Kirsch, who has been an outstanding advocate, a patriot, and truly a scientist. We must, must now, you know, actually be about the business of uniting fellow Americans, Christians, patriots, and all freedom-loving people around the entire world. We must be of the same mind and we must be joining forces to actually fight the lies that are now deceiving us. What they are calling therapeutics are actually killing us. There is a genocide going on, but it's a slow one. And so, so many people choose not to recognize it, cannot see it. And this is the sole purpose of this radio show, which airs on Saturday and Sunday at 12 and 5 p.m. Eastern Time. You can also catch all my podcasts and weekly columns at americaoutloud.com. Just scroll down to our team and you can find me there along with a bunch of other outstanding patriots who love their God and their country and they love the truth. And so should you because only the truth will make you free. Or said another way, only lies will enslave you, and slavery has made a huge comeback in America. But this time, it's not about race, it's about all of us. And that's exactly why today we are discussing the COVID propaganda war and the slaughter that is now taking place in America as pressure to take the toxic gene shots surges, and it will continue to surge. We face the challenges of censorship, of mockery, and all-out persecution for simply speaking the truth and for trying to reduce the casualties from this coup that is in progress right now. Are we losing the battle? 
or are we holding the line or are we actually advancing the front line to conquer the uniglobe elites who aim to reduce the world population and to enslave any survivors that remain? Fortunately, God has bestowed on us a few good people whose eyes have remained open, whose minds are keen in analyzing the data and discerning the truth, and who also have the courage to come forward and speak the truth despite the fact that we could face even loss of our lives for doing so. My guest, Steve Kirsch, is one of those brave souls, and I thank God for him. He is the executive director of the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation, and believe it or not, he truly is following the best science. You know he isn't blowing smoke because he and his family trusted the system and took the shots themselves, and then he watched the misery unfold. So, Steve, you know, you've been a great scientist. You have been an advocate. I, I imagine you have spoken to a lot of doctors and you've seen both sides of the story. But I have to tell you, I don't feel so alone uh, when I see your blogs and your writings on social media. I can tell you that being the first doctor in America to have my license suspended for effectively treating my patients and educating them in solid medicine doesn't feel good. You know, I was taken down early and yes, it has hurt me. And I'm sure you know the feeling that, you know, when a freedom or a right or your property or career is stolen from you, it does tend to make you a worrier, a warrior, that is, assuming you do have a spine. Now, I don't know. It, it, are you familiar with Josh Yoder? Sure. He, he is the co-founder of U.S. Freedom Flyers Foundation. Um, recently, you, haven't you endorsed the Global Pilot uh, Initiative to start looking at health and safety in the jabbed pilots? Of course. And what's the conclusion? Is it all the same in that field or what? What do you mean? Is it all the same? Well, I mean, are you are the pilots themselves coming to the same conclusions? In other words, are they on your side? Are they siding with the fact that, hey, these vaccines that we're being forced to get or told to get are hurting us? And if we oh, choose not to take them, we're we're in the unemployment line. Of course. But so, you see, they 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 have um, I've talked to pilots and I've asked them about this. And they say, well, it's kind of a mixed, um, we have mixed emotions about it. On the one hand, we realize that it is killing pilots or severely injuring them. On the other hand, we don't want to lose our job. And that's what it comes down to. That's what it comes down to. It's what it comes down to everywhere. Right. So, so at the end of the day, um, it's better for them not to lose their job than for you to lose your life. I mean, you know, basically their job is more important than your life. And, you know, that's a, that's a, that's not an unreasonable calculus. That's what they do, right? Because if they're, if your life was more important than their job, they would all be speaking out. They would all be saying, we demand to be tested. We will, we will not work unless we are, are tested. We need to, to ensure the safety of the American flying public. And if the airlines were truly concerned about safety, they would be screening every pilot for cardiac issues. And there's a device um, from 
um, uh, hearts, I think it's like heart scan or um, corporation and um, can screen the pilot in 10 minutes. Yes, I'm familiar with the heart scan. And yes, it's an easy test. It's not that costly. Um, but, you know, they won't do that because what is what is it going to do? It's going to expose them. It is going to expose the lie and they don't want the lie exposed. So yeah, it's called, by the way, it's called Heart Care Corporation. Heart Care. Oh, OK, because there is a heart a scan. Heart scan. And, yeah. And it actually it, it can tell you an awful lot of information about a weak heart or a failing heart. And um, and it's a good test. But, you know, when you got guys like Josh Yoder, who actually says, you know, I, I know too much about this jab. I know the risks are there. And I know that as an airline pilot, it's not just a decision about my life. But if uh, I have a heart attack, you know, and I'm landing a plane and that's not on autopilot, um, that could be the death of hundreds of passengers as well. And that is simply not acceptable. And this behavior by the FAA, by the way, um, is completely, completely out of place. I mean, the, I did, uh, I, I am a pilot myself. I did uh, flight physicals on many of my patients and there were very strict criteria pertaining to what medications you even took. Cause if there was any chance of an adverse event resulting from a medication, sorry, you were grounded. You either stop the medication or you stop flying. And this is the first time in history when the FAA has turned its back on safety. And that is exactly what has been happening um, in every other field of employment. It doesn't matter. And that includes the medical field. Even in hospitals, they don't care what the outcome is. Yeah. Well, they get they get rewarded if you die, basically. And look, hospitals, do you think hospitals get a bonus payment for every person they save of dying from COVID? No, it's the opposite. They get they get big money when you die from COVID when the hospital follows their protocol. So that's what they do. They follow the money. And that's expect that's what you expect a business to do. You're basically incentivizing people to, to have people die from COVID. They for some reason they want this pandemic to be ongoing and long lasting. They want to drive inflation up and they want to drive up interest rates. And this is their ticket to do that because they could end the pandemic in an instant. They they would they would require everybody to get early treatment if uh, they they would be advertising heavily. People get your early treatment kits at your your local pharmacy, just like you could get these COVID, your free COVID kits. COVID just like you get to get a free COVID test kit, you get a free COVID treatment kit, or or it's heavily subsidized. You know, it's it's like you walk in and it's like five bucks to get your COVID treatment kit because then people just don't walk out with it. Right. So you spend your five bucks, you get your uh, COVID early treatment kit, you get COVID, you take uh, the drugs. If you get hospitalized, then they use an FLCCC protocol uh, for treating uh, people who are hospitalized. And if, if you get to them early enough, you'll save at least 90% or more of these people and nobody will die. It's very simple. <laughs> All they have to do is one thing. They just have to start listening to the doctors who know how to treat COVID. And there are a lot of them. 
Um, but they're not listening to any of those doctors. They're only listening to what Fauci says. And Fauci says the vaccine is the only way. And, you know, uh, some people, if you qualify, you can get Paxlovid, which I would not recommend for anyone. But they're not recommending to people the most effective drugs for treating COVID. And they're not recommending that anybody in the hospital take an effective treatment protocol once they get into the hospital, which is why people have to go to court just to get ivermectin on the on the, the, the program. You can't even get inhaled budesonide uh, in, in a hospital. It's not part of the, the treatment protocol. It would save too many lives. Exactly. So anytime anyone in Congress wants to go and end the pandemic, they could do it in a heartbeat. They could well, they do could. it in a heartbeat, but nobody, nobody is advocating for this simple thing. All we have to do is just listen to the doctors that we ha- that we've been censoring. That's it. That is the solution to the pandemic. Instead of listening to the doctors who have made the situation worse, why don't you try listening to people on the other side? that say, try my solution. I'm, 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 I'd, I'd bet hundreds of millions of dollars that that solution will save more lives. Nobody will take me up on that. No. And, you know, let me be the devil's advocate. If I'm on their side, of course, I'm not going to take you up on it. You just raised a question, you know, why are they doing this or that? Why are they, uh, why are they destroying the economy? Why are they buying up all the farmland? Why are they killing all these chickens and turkeys and pigs and ca- cattle? I mean, you saw the, all the dead cattle that died from um, heat exhaustion, overheated. Come on. When, when did we ever see that before? That, that was a planned event. And if we start connecting the dots, and this has been my concern because I am a medical doctor, I am a scientist uh, of microbiology in former years, uh, I have seen military strategy, I have seen the harms of socialist and communist environments where people are told how to think, and it's all happening right here in America. And I keep on coming to the conclusion that medicine is nothing more than the vehicle whereby they are, they're just using it to effect this coup against America. And the question has to be answered. Those questions that you just asked, why are they destroying the economy? Why will they not debate us on medicine, on good medicine? Why will people not listen to their doctors? And why is everybody so confused? Why is everybody still living in fear, despite the fact that time and time again, we see the same repeat cycle of people being killed, people not benefiting whatsoever from anything like the shutdowns, you know, the lockdowns, the masking, and guess what's coming back again? And They've always got something in their hip pocket, in their bag of fears to introduce. And then, of course, the next thing coming out is smallpox, which is not even transmitted by respiratory contact. Okay, it's it's something that requires very close contact to be infected with that. And yet you can bet that if they need to, they will hype this up and they're already gearing up to do that. And I believe personally, it is simply because these 
leftists or these Democrats, uh, but I don't want to say Democrats because we have so many rhinos. And so I actually divide the political teams into the globalists and um, the uh, people, the nationalists, the people that, you know, will wave their country's flag. Um, this is where the fight is at. And it is truly a fight. And when you ask the questions, why this, why that, why that, we have to draw conclusions. And it's very important to do because if we don't start seriously answering those questions, and then responding based on the best answer, then America's days are numbered. And that is, that's the only conclusion I can draw based on the writing on the wall. Would you please try to dissuade me of that? Or do you think I'm right? Uh, well, I'd like to be optimistic and think that people will come to their senses at some point. Um, I think it's becoming more and more obvious uh, that you know, people are seeing it in front of their eyes. They're seeing all these celebrities that are dying for um, uh, unexplained uh, uh, causes, right? They're just dropping dead. People, young people are dropping dead in their sleep. Uh, can't Rock concerts are being canceled at an unprecedented rate. How could rock concerts all of a sudden be canceled, being canceled at an unprecedented rate for medical reasons? And it's always because the performer, and in every single case, the performer is, is vaccinated. What a coincidence. Justin Bieber and his wife, both very young, both have issues that we would expect only to see in very old people. Yes. Ramsey I mean, Hunt syndrome. You, you don't see Ramsey Hunt syndrome very often. I mean, I learned about it in medical school. I never saw a single case of it. And now we're seeing all kinds of neurologic disorders. And you're right. They've all received the jab. The evidence is overwhelming. I agree with you. So let's just discuss uh, when this pandemic is going to end, Steve. Uh, can I just ask you this? If you were speaking as a scientist, has the pandemic already ended? Or is it going to go on for decades? Um, well, look, the pandemic will end as soon as, as one person in the world who has authority says, let's start listening to the doctors we've been censoring. And that point, the pandemic ends. But if that doesn't happen, then everything they're doing is counterproductive. So the pandemic just gets worse. This is, these are the good times right now. I mean, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse because we keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. And in fact, um, I saw a study where it says if you inject people um, three times, that the T cell response is gone, meaning that Essentially, the vaccine is wiping out your memory of how to fight the virus, meaning it's going to be more likely to kill you than to save you. Um, you know, I don't know how you counter that that evidence, but hey, it just doesn't matter. All that all that research gets suppressed. 
Well, you know, I, I think Robert Malone published an article on that, called it imprinting. And it is an absolute fact that the more jabs that people take, the greater the risk of death. And as I said, from the evidence that I see, this is merely a slow genocide. And that's what makes it so dangerous because it has the potential to kill more people globally than any other pandemic in, that's ever come before. But it's not actually the virus that's doing it. It's the response to the virus that is so deadly. So when you ask, when is the pandemic going to be over? I mean, it's almost like it's a trick question because taking the shots has definitely greatly advanced the harm of the pandemic and is also, in a sense, perpetuating it. Because as you said, without a good immune system, you're going to be susceptible to very severe uh, illness from even the most benign viruses that otherwise, had you not taken the vaccine, you would, would be doing very well. You would recover and receive natural immunity. End of story. And now yeah. with your life, as people have done for thousands of years. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's a question, you know, maybe I, I should be less optimistic. I should say, look, you know, it may never end. They may be able to keep up the charade for decades. And just like they've kept up the charade for do vaccines cause autism? You know, they've kept that buried forever. Um, they've kept it buried that the whole vac vaccination program in America is actually harming people rather than helping people. They, everybody has the impression that the vaccines are good for you, that getting vaccinated is good for you. But the evidence shows that that's not true. The evidence clearly shows that people who have not been vaccinated at all have a much healthier life, not by well, like 2x or 3x, it's like by 10x. Yes. In terms of the number of, of events that, yes. and that I think occur that in their life. I mean, it's it's stunning. But you see how like vaccination began, um, you know, I, I, it's been around for at least 30 years or, or more. I don't know. I don't know what the when vaccination began in America, but but you see that myth has never that bubble has never been popped. Nobody is aware that you should not get vaccinated. You shouldn't vaccinate. You shouldn't vaccinate your pets. I had my, I told my wife, my wife was telling me, hey, I'm going to take take our cat in to be vaccinated. I'm, and I'm, I'm like throwing a fuse. Um, <laughs> that uh, um, what you know what you know let me see can can I can can we research this first right because I, I just don't trust things so I sure so I did did the research and and it was like yes do not get do not vaccinate your pets there is no safe pet vaccine they don't do the tests that are required to show you know look they're not doing that the tests in humans you really think they're doing the right tests in cats? Yeah, of course not. So there is, so these, these pet experts are saying, yes, the, the correct thing, if you want a healthy pet, do not vaccinate your pets. So if you're not going to vaccinate your pets, why would you vaccinate your kids? You wouldn't because there's no evidence. There's no evidence anywhere. Nobody, nobody wants to debate Andrew Wakefield. Nobody wants to debate Bobby Kennedy. Why? 
Right. Because they have the facts. In fact, that's because why they Dr. have the facts. That's right. Yeah, that's why Dr. Paul Thomas, who published a, a, a really reasonable, logical, well thought out book on vaccines, and published also some research corroborating his conclusions in his own medical practice. I mean, he now just now filed a, a $35 million lawsuit against the Oregon Medical Board. By the way, he and I lost our medical license the very same day. Uh, so misery loves company and we share that in common, but uh, I'm actually have plans of my own to do exactly what he is doing. We have to go, uh, we have to be proactive and get on the offensive because the left is obviously doing a really good job at sidelining those of us who are trying to speak the truth, trying to convey the truth to people so that we can minimize the harm that the left is doing. Um, when you abide in the truth, you are yourself an enemy of the propaganda uh, war, you know, in the propaganda war, and we doctors are paying a heck of a price for it. But truth is what really thwarts the globalist goals in a huge way, and that makes us primary targets. The question is, how do we win the propaganda war? How do we win the censorship? Uh, you know, are we doing the right things? What I'd like to know is, are we really making headway? And to be honest with you, I, I painted a pretty a glim picture there, a, a very grim picture, but I do believe we are making headway, but could we be doing better? And if so, um, how do we do better? Do we keep fighting the truth of medicine or we do we get out of the medicine box and say, you know, okay, it goes beyond this. They're, they're using medicine to accomplish another task, uh, another purpose or agenda. What is that? And how do we stop them? And that's when I start getting into my military box and saying, yeah, okay, let's identify the enemies, identify the weapons they're using, and let's take down the enemy. And I think that people are coming to that conclusion because I would love to think that people would honor Vinay Prasad, uh, that UCSF professor who so rightly said, if we're going to have good medicine, we have to have debate and discussion. We have to come to the best conclusions. And that changes. Science changes with time as our knowledge improves. But if we do not have that avenue even open to us, what then? Shall we just continue to let them destroy America as they are doing I mean, how many people do we need to see killed? Because we're going to see more and more. The bodies are stacking up and it's going to continue so long as they receive and accept the propaganda that they are being fed every day. I don't know the solution. I really don't know. But I do know this. More and more people are coming to their right minds for whatever reason. And I think that we just have to keep on pushing, keep on speaking the truth. And, you know, when I'm out the door, any opportunity I have, I am speaking to someone about truth, the truth. Why are you wearing that mask? Do you know? You know what? And I, I listen to the comments and I will challenge them at every turn uh, I take because it is an opportunity to win another soul. And as a result of that, though, we do take a head beating, don't we? Oh, yeah. And I don't mind. I really don't mind. Well, uh, Steve, I, I hope that you continue your good fight because you've been doing an awesome job. I've read your most recent articles and I'm very impressed. And I really would like my listeners to tune into you. Where can they contact you or, or plug in? What are your handles? Could you share with us uh, where they can come into contact with you? 
Sure. Just uh, go to my Substack at stevekirsch.substack.com, S-T-E-V-E-K-I-R-S-C-H.substack.com. Okay, there you have it. Uh, and let's please um, learn the truth from him because I can tell you, uh, Steve Kirsch is on the money with what he says. Steve, I so much appreciate uh, everything that you've been saying to us today. Um, I wish we had all the answers. You know, I, I see you laboring um, in this ministry of truth telling. And I, I really, I reach out to you because you're an asset to me. You strengthen me and, and make me feel actually not so alone. And all of the freedom fighter doctors, the ones that are trying to dispel the narrative of science fiction, um, we have our work cut out for us, but there's much to be done. And I think we need to keep doing it. So please do it and keep uh, doing your good stuff. And uh, I'll keep listening to you. Thanks for coming and joining me on the show today. Sure. Thanks. Thanks, Steve, for having me. You betcha. Well, nothing and nobody but God himself can deter this country from taking back our God-given rights if we only choose to expose evil and promote the truth. Because remember, as I say, almost every show, all truth is God's truth. And I do thank God for Steve Kirsch, who has actually taken up the banner in a really powerful way, the banner of truth. And I thank God for every American patriot who takes a stand and actually uses his or her resources and sphere of influence to do whatever we can do to restore freedom and goodness. I can personally testify that the only thing that would be more painful to me than warring against the left no matter the price that we might have to pay for freedom, the only thing worse is not warring against these demons. They are lovers of self. They are worshipers of money. They are greedy for power. And they advocate for every form of evil imaginable. I would rather die fighting them than live peacefully in slavery. It's just a fact. This week, I hope that you will do the right thing and know that God is with you when you are doing that. I hope that you'll unite our fellow Americans by speaking the truth, because we will never have unity through diversity. We will never have strength or power through diversity. We must be unified in truth. Well, may God bless you in all you're doing. You've been listening to Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve LaTrulip and a true fellow patriot, Steve Kirsch. Adieu.